morning, Abriel. It's wonderful to see you. Let me ask you uh, this uh, question first. Everyone would like to live a very happy and free life. But the thing is, uh, the reality is uh, not many people live uh, in that way. So what do you think uh, is the reason? I would like to put in this way, the reason why people cannot live very happy and free life is twofold. One, they do not know the exact path. They think they know, but they may not necessarily know the exact path. Usually, once in a week, I go to YMCA to swim around our retreat center. I have been there for more than five years. But uh, several months ago, one day I discovered there is a side door which is very close to the parking lot. <laughs> for more than five years, I just used the front door. Yeah. But what's the big deal? I can walk uh, a couple of more minutes. Uh, but knowing the exact path to complete the liberation or freedom can be very big deal. Yeah. The first reason, we may not know the exact path. The second reason might be even though we know the path, people usually do not actually walk the path. Knowing is one thing, and actualizing something we know is another thing. Or think about how to lose weight and get a healthier life. Most of the people know. Or how about changing our bad habit? We know how to break our bad habit. Or how about your New Year resolution? We may actually know how to break our bad habits, lose the weight, etc. But uh, actualizing is uh, another matter. So the first one, not knowing the exact path. Many people think if uh, they would become more successful, like getting better career, for example, or making more money, then they would become happier. Many people think in, in that way. It's not that wrong. But lots of study says the, the opposite thing. You should become happy first in order to become 
successful. For example, one of the elements of uh, happiness or success can be the level of income. One professor in psychology department in Yonsei University, which is very prestigious uh, university in Korea, he studied uh, this one. He focused uh, one small elementary school in Gyeongnam province. Each, each and every year, uh, the class uh, number is uh, not more than, uh, the whole class uh, not more than uh, 50. So for 20 years, he researched the income of that elementary school's uh, graduate. And uh, what was the primary element that decide the income level of uh, that graduate? So uh, for example, the student's uh, IQ, you can get the number very easily from the school. Or their grade, how good or poor they did in school. It's easily quantified and easily get the record. And the third element, the teacher's evaluation of the student conduct. Usually at the end of the semester, um, teachers write uh, several lines, uh, how positive or how diligent, how they, their students getting along with other students, etc. Many teachers don't write that in a serious way, but uh, still, he can get that data. And uh, his uh, conclusion for a very large student group was uh, the graduate's income level has uh, nothing to do with the student's uh, level of IQ. Their academic achievement, their grade, uh, is uh, somewhat related, but not that significant, at the least uh, to the level of uh, their income. Surprisingly to that professor, the most significant element was the teacher's evaluation of the student conduct. If the students were very positive about himself or around his environment, or having a very good relationship with his friend, then they would become very likely to make a lot of money. So there is a, a, lots of other studies. For example, in America, one, uh, uh, one of the research, it's called the non-research. One of the elements of our happiness is uh, health. Uh, if we are very sick, then we cannot enjoy our life. So in that order, the nuns, before 
they ordained that night. They write something, their aspiration, how they feel, etc. Just less than one page of thing. So that professor collected uh, uh, that writing and uh, gave a grade from one to four. Four is the highest number. For example, the writing is very positive for one nun. I'm very happy to become a Catholic nun. I'm really excited about what's unfolding in my future. He gave four. Or some nun he discovers wrote, I, whether I like it or not, this is uh, the calling. I already see lots of challenges in our life, in my life. Number one, very negative. <laughs> so when he started more than 200 nuns, he discovered a very interesting correlation. The more positive they are, The older they live, their lifespan is a, expectation is a far higher. Very close and exact correlation. So the positive land tended to live far more healthier and longer life. So whether it is income or health, when I become more healthier or make more money, I would become happier. But the reality is uh, you have to become first happy in order to make more money successful or healthier, etc. How can we expect everything go our way? So that's why we need uh, to carry out the mind practice, uh, working with our mind. What is the Buddhist practice? It's a mind practice. Read our founding masters one verse, who, one who wanted to have all things in the world, just as one wished them to be, is just as foolish as a person who built a house on a sand and wishes to live in splendor for thousands of years. Wise persons will be contented and grateful. If only six-tenths of all things in the world satisfy them, they will also be thought, thoughtful enough not to monopolize the things that please them, but to share them with the other people. <coughs> Thus, the things that satisfy them will never become a cause of suffering, but the blessings will be infinite. Several years ago, uh, when I practiced yoga, I hurt my back very badly at the time. The bathroom is uh, next to my room. But even going to the bathroom was uh, very hard. So I thought to myself, uh, I wish I can go to, my, to the bathroom very comfortably. 
I don't want anything else. Look, my colleague brought food to my room. Several days later, it became no problem for me comfortably to use the bathroom. Even though I could not walk freely. So my wish was changed. I wish I could walk very freely so that I could go to the dining hall on my own. One week later, I had no problem to walk to the dining hall, even though I could not run or do some exercise. Then I thought to myself, I wish I could work out very freely. I wish I could climb to the mountain. So it's a very small case, but we, our mind, cannot satisfy it in the present condition or environment. We always expect something, expect some more idea, better environment or external conditions. Yeah. So in order to enjoy our life, we have to work with our mind. That is the first path. The second thing, walking the path. For example, is it that easy to practice meditation on a regular basis? Or maintaining mindfulness in some areas? Or forgiving others? Or putting into action what we already know it's right. How do you think? These are easy things. That's why Jesus said, your mind is willing, but your body is weak. That's why we need to train our mind. Train our mind. Just like uh, we train our body in order to strengthen our muscle in the gym. We need, really needed to train our mind. Spiritual practice, um, training practice, is uh, the translated word for Hulian, the Chinese character, Hulian. Hulian literally means doing something repeatedly until you become used to it. I think that, that literal meaning is very exact, very fitting to, to spiritual practice or training. Doing something in a repeated way until we become accustomed to that. Five years ago, uh, Boston, one Buddhist minister, was beaten by a dog, very big dog, in the nearby park. She was beaten on her neck. She was immediately uh, 
went to the ER. She told us she was so surprised. In the ER, there are so many people who came there because they were bitten by dogs. Most of dogs are around us are very friendly. Untrained dog is very dangerous. In the ER, there are not people who are bitten by lions or hyenas, but why many people go there because they were bitten by dogs? Because uh, lions, hyenas, they are far more fierce, stronger animals, but they are not around us. Dogs are around us. But think about that. Untrained dogs around us can cause a lot of harm to us. How much untrained mind, our mind, can harm our life? Untrained mind. Buddha said, nothing is more beneficial than training our mind. Nothing is more harmful than untrained mind. From one perspective, we can say, the source of all our suffering and agony is maybe untrained mind. Untrained mind. So, what does that mean, specifically, training our mind? In Buddhism, we usually say that uh, threefold practice or threefold training, making our mind calm and focused, peaceful. That's the spiritual cultivation part. The second, making our mind bright and wise, the cultivation of wisdom part. The third, making our mind righteous, compassionate. We need to use our mind in that way. In one Buddhism, we call that mindful choice in action. Let me show you this photo. Several Several decades ago, when I was in elementary, there was a government, Korean government project, excavate a sunk ship in Shinhan. That's a small port in the western side of the Korean peninsula. The story goes like this. One elementary school teacher went to his friend's house who lives in Shinan Port, the seashore, small village. He discovered the dog, dog food dish, that dog food dish is some porcelain some china 
even though it's a broker and has many scratches. So he asked to his friend, where did you get that? He said, well, in front of my house, when the tide is low, on the seashore, we see a lot of broken china. So he asked, it looks pretty priceless. But he did not study in that area. So why don't you give uh, one of your dog food dish, that ball, to me? Yeah, I have many, and he, he get that. And he showed that to his, free, to his friend, who is a museum curator. And it turned out it's a priceless China made in Ming Dynasty. It turned out that merchant ship with a full China force ring, they left some port in China as a was about to go to Japan. And since the ship encountered a serious storm, it just sunk in front of the western side of the Korea. But eastern side of the Korea, the water is very clear. It's pretty deep. The western side, because of the Yellow River, and it's, the water is very murky. So that, this is the original ship that sunk in front of the Shinan seashore. So it took more than 10 years to excavate all those things. For example, this kind of a China. Just like the cave of Qumran, they have to write uh, Christianity or Bible history. Okay. Again, it's a very important uh, turning point to know all this uh, China history. There are so many persons in the Chinas uh, just uh, for those uh, Chinas and the persons there is a special museum was built. Lots of this kind. Just from that merchant ship. Many of them are on display in some museums in Seoul. So our original mind is just like this China very priceless. But when it is not trained, when it is not disciplined, then it may look like this one. So usually, just like his friend did not know the value of the China, most of the people does not know the value of our original mind. So discovering our original mind is a cultivation of wisdom. 
enlightenment area. And then this kind of a dirty China should be cleansed. It should be watched. It's like a spiritual cultivation, like a meditation or chanting. And then you can sell this China or you can display it in some museum. We have to use our mind very well. That's the mindful choice area. It's so-called the threefold practice, threefold training. Our third head Dharma master, Venerable Desan said, the path to liberation, attaining Buddhahood is always one and the same. It's always a threefold practice. Different tradition named that differently, but the path is always the same, threefold practice. So I sincerely hope and pray that, for example, in order to carry out threefold practice, we need to become more skillful and it, should, it needs to be more efficient. Some of you come to our One Dharma Center for retreat. You saw our cat, Hemi? Hemi, nice cat. When you see Hemi, which means happy cat, Hemi, it also practices, it also performs threefold practice. I watched very carefully. Usually he catch one or two mice every day. When he spot mouse, he stopped his action. He very quietly wait, focusing on that mouse. That's the spiritual cultivation, quieting his mind. And then he think about how to catch that mouse. That's the wisdom part. And then at that exact moment, he just jumped without any hesitation. That's the mindful choice, mindful action part. Whether average person, practitioner, Buddhist, Christian, they all practice threefold practice knowingly or unknowingly, consciously or unconsciously. But when you train yourself, when, you, when we learn the subject, for example, when you come here, you can practice the meditation at home. You can chant. Chanting in a guru meditation guru can be better. You can read the scripture, but after scripture, having Dharma conversation, deepen your understanding. If we use these subjects, in one Buddhism, we have 11 subjects from chanting, meditation, scripture, study, working with the Kornet, etc. Then we can more systematically, more deeply perform threefold practice to, to attain enlightenment 
or liberation. So I hope you continue to practice these threefold training to attain complete liberation. Okay, thank you.